0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts.
1: Welcome to The Deep Dive, Uh, third up in order of probability to win the division is the Indianapolis Colts. So we will pivot and we will talk Colts. Uh, As we try to sort out a franchise that is doing everything in its power to avoid its owner driving it off the cliff. Is that a fair characterization of what's happening in Indianapolis? Because it really does feel like at all other levels besides the very tippy tippy top, everybody's trying to do their job correctly. And they're working hard to turn this into a winning franchise, but Ursa just can't get a, out of his own way for whatever reason, and is saying and doing some things that are really, really tough to, to give me. Give that. me one example of a, <laughs>
0: of a head coach they pulled out of studio midseason last year. Yeah,
1: time. the Jeff Saturday side. Oh my God! Oh my. That was God. another
0: one where it's just like this. This isn't real, is it? Like my my.
1: Yeah. truly fever dream fever dream
0: yeah real fever dream shit um yeah this was another one too where it was like it was kind of a goofy year it was a a year i'd have to look their win total was like nine or nine and a half it felt like like there was a lot of optimism it was nine
1: and a half they were 20 to one to win the super bowl
0: yeah there, there was a lot of optimism and again um I did uh, scout. I read this whole thing when I got it, but I did scour through Clev TA's preview, which is free, guys. If you want to have some nice charts and, you know, depth charts and everything in one place, it's right on his uh, Twitter. But uh, it's starting one of his paragraphs, Ryan committed 28 turnovers in just 12 games. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I so that's one of those where it's like, oh, yeah. Like, ugh. That's a lot. That's like, you know, I just talk about an experiment not going right. It was just never the right fit. It was never the right offense. Uh, yeah. The offensive line was supposed to be somewhat of a strength, not elite, but somewhat of a strength that turned out to be bad. Uh, you combine that with a quarterback who was, you know, obviously lost any mobility he had earlier in his career and basically a statue. So you had a really bad combination for pressure, sacks, turnovers, Bad quick decisions and kind of a bad offense. Yeah, um, it's it's just been over and over. They've tried these retreads. So I guess, uh Ursay aside, I'm happy that they went and got a quarterback rather than just like I don't know who's your next retread at this point. You've kind of used them all. You went wins. You went, you know, he you, you falls. You've used. Ryan. like yeah, you'd Ryan have to
1: Fitz, to They him. never had Ryan Fitzpatrick in the building.
0: No, it's a little late for that, but uh, yeah, essentially you'd have to get someone out of
1: rivers. Retirement. Yeah. Rivers. Um, the next, the next logical retread would have been.
0: I mean, Brew- Drew Brees coming back a year, I guess.
1: <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, it was a, that was quite the, uh, quite the revolving door of old washed sucky QBs. Um I guess Rivers was the best of them, and he took them for this—the closest to getting a playoff win. All right, 2022 Colts were absolute freaking, just a a, just a meth lab experiment of a team. And I don't know anyone that bets the NFL sincerely that didn't somehow find a way to lose money on the Colts last year. (laughs) Like we were as cool as anyone in the on earth about the possibility of Matt Ryan having a career resurrection because there were a lot of warning signs about this team, particularly the offensive line this time last year. And I didn't have any, any, I think the only Colts preseason bet I made was Michael Pittman Jr. most receiving yards. Cause I was like, well, if something clicks, Ryan could yeah, lock he's, on. he's like the guy. He's like the only guy that really could be the difference maker there. Maybe he does the old Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. I'm going to target you 200 times, kind of
0: thing. That was the thing, Drew. They had, you have a legit wide receiver one. You have an absolute running back one who's also a good receiver. Even if the wide, if the offensive line did take a step back, it's like, man, you got a savvy vet. Like, how how bad could this possibly go? And I guess we 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 got our answer because it was.
1: It, no, it, it could have uh, gone worse. You could have given him $200 million and then he did that. Yeah, <laughs> which happened, which happened some other places. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, even so, even kind of avoiding a bullet that a lot of people took early, believing in this team, I managed three god awful losses in game by game betting well, against Somebody this already Bullets.
0: brought up the Raiders in the chat. The
1: Raiders was the worst. That was one of my worst losses of the whole season. Um and the fact that that was just a doa raiders performance start to finish and that like realistically they didn't even ever have a glimmer of covering that spread did they they were no they were down 10 nothing before we fucking blinked they were down uh 14 19 heading into the fourth quarter um they took a a, a one point lead couldn't convert the uh the two point conversion, so I would have needed garbage time touchdown to get the cover, um, but they lost outright with a uh, <clears throat> a back breaking drive. Matt Ryan to Paris Campbell. Um, it was uh, it was that that was a bad loss. the The week three loss to the Chiefs, where I was pretty convinced Gus Bradley had uh, just absolutely no answer for how to defend Mahomes and Gus Bradley kind of broke all his tendencies in that game, and Mahomes and Viennemi were, like, fighting on the sidelines. Like, that was a bizarre game. I still don't understand how the Chiefs lost to one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. Um, and it was not even, like, it, it wasn't a loss that even really made sense. Like, they got outplayed, <laughs> I thought. Um, you know, maybe they, maybe there's a case that, injury or turnover and and extra point or kicking special team there was special teams shenanigans in that one I remember that now um so that one hurt uh I had a pretty big position on the Jags week six uh when I thought they were coming on and the Colts were winning that didn't come through um they were involved with one of the more hilarious games of the season the 12-9 overtime thriller Cool. Uh, where they beat the, the Denver Broncos. Uh, we already mentioned the two Texans games, which were each hilarious for their own reasons. The uh, the the tie uh, was, the tie was the, <clears throat> that was the uh, what do you call it Buster, um, the, the Survivor, survivor Buster, survivor. Uh, and then people the people checking
0: uh, the rules in their Survivor League.
1: The loss that was actually a win in Week 18, which was just incredible. Oh. Giving up the touchdown and the two point conversion to uh, um, to take that L is, is amazing. Um, they were involved in the biggest comeback in NFL history with the uh, Vikings coming back from 33 points down. Is that correct? Do I have that right? I wonder,
0: and I, I do wonder how many 33 people zero. Actually, That would have been one of those games that nobody watched the second half of if it were a Sunday game. Yeah. With like, with even even if it were a late Sunday game with two other games on, no one would have watched that second half. But that was a standalone Saturday game, and you had no choice unless you wanted to go sweep your garage. Yep. i remember watching that like it just unfolded like like a like a slow motion car crash like every three and out the colts would have it's like oh my god like <laughs> this is, this is, this is like, just just get a first down it, it felt like i'm sorry falcons fans it just felt like that the super bowl the falcons were like man you guys just need one time, just do it one time, just one drive and this is over. Like all you have to do is stop giving them the ball back and letting Brady score. It was just, and it's not even Brady. It's like, man, this is, this isn't even that good of a Vikings team. What are we doing guys?
1: Yeah. uh, Two more th- <laughs> Yeah. Two more crazy. You're absolutely right. By the way, <laughs> like that, what a what a wild well, it's game. just like i never truly um, believed that
0: the comeback would happen because like yeah man, all they have to do is have like one six minute drive and there's just not enough time yeah and then they, they did have like one good drive they still botched it somehow
1: yeah three five and one with a three-point output at uh, new england was enough to cost frank reich his job week nine that was uh, a bad loss they this, looked really yeah. really bad that game. the scrambled hiring of jeff saturday was just what what are we doing here? He hires a guy who's never called plays before to come up with an offensive game plan in a matter of a week. It was unbelievably stupid. They came out the next week after having beaten the Chiefs early in the season. They almost beat the Eagles, Andy. Uh, it was a very, very close win for the Eagles. I think they scored a touchdown in the final two minutes there. Uh, Jalen Hurts had a horrible game against a very bad defense that day. Um, I remember the Dallas Cowboys game fondly because they hung a second half line that was like Colts pick them. And the Cowboys won the fourth quarter 33 0 or something. Yeah, Do you remember that what was, that final was? 33 0. 33 0. In the fourth quarter. That was a primetime game. That was a very, very fun uh, Sunday night football deep dive halftime winner. Uh, maybe my favorite of the whole season. Um, they also cost me some coin in the coach of the year market because the New York Giants were a sinking ship of a coach of the year candidacy for Dable. He was going back into the playoffs with a just horrific win-off record. They were going downhill. But Brian Dable came out and smacked the ever-loving shit out of Sam Erlinger, who came in in, in relief of Nick Foles who got hurt hurt in the first half and they beat them 38 to 10. And for some weird, stupid reason, everybody could not help, but write a column about how, what a St. Brian Dable was on that Monday morning. And it was yeah. like, he just beat a goddamn high school team. Like, like, <laughs> what, like w- in what universe does this measure up to what Kyle Shanahan is doing with Brock Purdy or what Nick Sirianni has done with this Eagles team this year? Like this is absurd. And, Yet that, that was, was another that was another and I
0: it. don't even know what's right. Yeah. We got yelled at we both were just butchering that guy's name. Ellinger? Ellinger?
1: Ellinger? Ellinger. Uh, I, don't know.
0: I think it's Aylinger. I don't remember. The Texas quarterback. He's just not he doesn't have a live NFL arm. And yeah, it wasn't that good of a win. I, I did have to go back. Ellinger. Ellinger. It was Gurr. That's what we kept messing up. I did go back and look at that Colts game that uh that did end oh man. This, so what week was this? Is this week three, the Colts Patriots game?
1: Oh, that was week that was the one that got Frank fired. That was week nine. Twenty-six okay. three Patriots. Yeah.
0: So yeah, the Colts first six drives netted them twenty <laughs> yards.
1: Five punts. <laughs> they had, had forty three yards passing, Andy. <laughs> That's
0: five, five five six punts, one of them was blocked. And then their seventh <laughs> drive of the They finally broke loose. 10-play, 44-yard missed field goal drive. That's when (laughs) when the offense really opened up. And, yeah, the the second half went punt, one yard. Field goal, 18 yards, which was off the back of a fumble recovery. Punt, seven yards. Turnover on down, nine yards. Punt, negative five yards. Turnover on downs, 27 yards, no big deal. And then ended the fourth quarter with just a a one-play, five yards. Like, it was one of those where it's like,
1: Man. That might have been a worse game than the Broncos game.
0: Yeah. No, that, that was yeah, I'm that might have been that the worst that game of the season. That offensive output was rough. And, again, it was – there was, there was some Ellinger. Mm-hmm. Ellinger uh, was – I believe he – I think he just started. He, he wasn't the whole – Yeah,
1: that was an Ellinger uh, yeah, game. he was, he was uh, in for the <laughs> whole game. That was uh, never Amy, the, the answer. Uh, the Colts, uh, the standout statistic for the Colts in that one, 0-14 <clears throat> on third down. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, good <laughs> they were 0-2 on fourth down so they had uh yeah 16 swings and misses oh, this at, is, this uh, is true. At getting a new set of chains
0: this was after and this was a game, the, the game oh, that the patriots bears game a lot yeah. of people lost money off of but yeah then everybody bet oh, the colts because God. it's like oh they can't stop a mobile quarterback like yeah fields is better at running <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's oh. so like I, if, if there is someone in the betting community who won many betting the Colts on or against last year, congratulations. You're the only one. <laughs> like this, this, this crew was just a absolute money suck, um, just unpredictable mess of a, of a team. And uh, I guess we move into the offseason where they didn't retain Jeff Saturday, so buoyed to you guys I mean like what like what in the world do you even say about the process they went through where it was repeat reported by lots of very credible people that like Ursay was like on the phone like Jeff you're hired and they're like Ballard's like ripping the phone out of his hand like no we're not done with the re- we're not done with the process yet we're waiting for an interview with Steichen don't make that call like it was a weird uh preventing you know preventing disaster. Uh, getting a guy that I'm really excited to see take over oh, as head coach. It's,
0: it's seriously, <laughs> that like so it's weird. arrested development. It's just like, you know, which which one is Michael trying to stop everyone else from? <laughs> and,
1: and,
0: you know, and Ursa is just everybody else in the Bluth family, just, yeah. just constantly causing mishaps. And yeah, the yeah, the second thing be like
1: we'll, yeah, do a chicken yeah, dance.
0: Yeah, <laughs> nobody can make the chicken sound. God, yeah. that's my favorite bit. Um. Digress, the, the stake and higher from 10,000 feet looks like a win. You take a, an offensive coordinator from a team that just really took a step forward. You give him a quarterback of the same ilk, um, who's even bigger. Like, that's been yeah. brought up multiple times. Like, you want to see the tush push work, do it with a guy who's like four inches taller and heavier. Like, that, oh, he's yeah. going to get, do that and get six yards of carry just going up the, the <laughs> guard gap.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's really turn this into rugby. I fucking love it. Let's Yeah.
0: Go. No, but uh, <laughs> uh, your, your opinion on the stake and hire. Obviously, I don't think there was somebody you could hire that, I mean, if the person was a coordinator or better in the football league, any of them usfl any of them i think it would have been like hey this is an upgrade from saturday so home run hired by just relative but uh, you know
1: in in the framework of opportunity cost this was massive because you didn't get saturday and you did get staken
0: huge
1: huge 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 huge. and i mean staking might not work out it might all be you know something about the way the eagles are constructed as a well or the the model smoothly oiled machine that the Eagles are could be uh, you know enough to carry the you know them regardless and Staking might dry on the vine in Indy that's entirely possible but I've I've loved everything you said I've loved their overall approach he's handling the situation with Jonathan Taylor right now like better than I could have imagined any first year coach would um, I think that ultimately you know his input to The ballard and the evaluation process of the quarterback and landing on Anthony Richardson, well done. He is the clearly the highest upside of these guys, in my opinion. And I'm very, very excited to see how they develop him. I think the idea that you got a guy who has a track record of success of developing Jalen Hurts as a second round pick into what is a you know a true blue starter for years to come. Like that's the fucking secret sauce, man. Getting somebody who knows how to talk to a quarterback and develop them into a pro, like that, that is exactly who you want to hire when you're in the Colts in this situation and you draft a guy like that. Um, the reports of, you know, the what Richardson has brought to the table in terms of his level of effort to be ready and not just accept that now he's the guy and, you know, it's all going to work out and I can use my athleticism. No, it sounds like he is very dedicated to becoming. Uh, you know, the master of his craft, which is quite fucking cool, and um, yeah, I mean, everything about like the way it all transpired after diverting from near disaster into hiring Saturday has at least you know, it's 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 passed uh the smell te- test, except yeah. for two things. And I don't and know, I do, do, just quick on quick things. back
0: on Richardson, yeah. too, because not everybody has that as evidenced by the Johnny Manziel documentary that we've already referenced, like some people just don't have that drive, but man, if there was ever motivation for you to be like, all right, maybe I wasn't a technician in college, but I got away with it. You know, as I was still learning and I got better, but I'm still inaccurate as a passer. I know this. I'm going to do everything to get better. But just go look at those graphics they put up for all the, you know, the recently paid quarterbacks, like just, man, just dedicate 20 hours a day of your life to, getting better figuring it out hiring the right coaches the right dietitians the right technicians do the the full Kirk Cousins put the brain skull cap on and do the phone app thing whatever it takes to get better because there's like a 300 million dollar contract at the end of the reign but like 5 years down the road there's a quarterback going to get you know 250 300 of course there's the you know the salary cap just keeps going up so i'm i'm hopeful for him you know it's yeah it's one of those where it's like hey this it doesn't feel like there's a lot in between yeah it feels like it, it either works or it doesn't he's a freak athlete we need to turn him into somebody who can complete more than half his passes
1: yeah okay uh the two red flags and i need your opinion on this because i don't okay. really have a fully formed opinion uh the coordinator hires we really got to go down the jim bob cooter road again he was the Jags passing game coordinator last year. I guess maybe if you want a little bit of intel on what Jacksonville's doing, you bring him in a house, but making him the OC was a little weird. He had one year as a consultant with the Eagles, so I guess maybe he has a personal relationship with Steichen. So Steichen feels like he's uh he's a guy that uh you know has some some you know, gas in the tank. He spent three years here as an offensive assistant back under Jim Caldwell. So it's uh, you know there's a little bit of a legacy in Indy. Um, Not exactly sure why there wasn't a better option uh, to bring in because last time we saw him call plays it was 2018. It was 2018 Detroit, and he had a very average to below average offense at in 2018. Um, The other coordinator retention of Gus Bradley was weird. I have no idea if Gus Bradley is good, but. It certainly doesn't feel like his current thinking about the way to coordinate a defense jives with the way the rest of the league is moving, which seems like a bad thing.
0: I'm okay with it. There was... The defense didn't drop that far from the Aberflus regime or whatnot. It wasn't horrible. They were average. Like it was, I think if you go DVOA or look at some of the other statistics, right, right around the middle of the league kind of offense or defense. So I think maybe you, you value some continuity when you're changing everything else. Cause it, it's, he, and it, it was in a weird middling spot. Like I said, it's not like this defense was bad. And you're missing one of your star players for a big chunk of the season. So like maybe a little benefit of the doubt, but it, it is, it was kind of in that, you know, we talk about this with teams who end up in this purgatory. It's kind of in the same purgatory. Like, <clears throat> I mean, it wasn't a top 10 defense like we saw sometimes with Everflus, but it wasn't 20th. They were like 15th. So it's like, well, do we fire him over this Do we fully clean house or do we value some continuity? So I don't hate it. Um, that said, like, Pretty touch and go. Like if it doesn't look like it's uh, at least a little bit of a step up next next year with Leonard playing and everything, we'll uh, you know we'll have to really evaluate that possibly even mid season. So I'm not. I'm more worried about the Cooter thing. Jesus I said that aloud. Because <laughs> um, he said like, and I guess when they made the hire, maybe you know maybe the input was. Steichen is going to have a heavy hand in this anyway. We don't need to go get, you know, the next offensive mind. We that's what we hired our head coach for.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, a little bit of Cooter trivia. Um, Jesus Christ! This is for the this is for the old heads, the deep dive old heads. Uh, the first season we did previews, 2016, maybe. I think it's probably yeah. sixteen or seventeen. I don't remember. Whatever the case was, Jim Bob Cooter was a hot commodity. He was potentially like in the mix for a head coaching gig. He had coached Stafford up to, you know, uh, you know, take taking the Lions' offense based on you know Stafford to you know playoff cusp of the playoffs, um, and uh, I forget who the head coach was, but he was a little bit on the hot seat, and we we brought it up as, uh, is it possible that uh, Lions? could be first coach fired and just so that they can you know elevate cooter so that they can see um you know see if he's the guy Andy made a uh, very timely joke which is you, know, you always want to try out the cooter before you buy it and and i died laughing it was i remember that i didn't know you were going I extremely funny joke uh and we finished the whole podcast i go inside wasn't recording <laughs> it was not recording we lost the whole thing so we had to re- redo it and you know the second time it just didn't have the magic it did, uh, that did, was i, that I, was, I think that was the, the fifth car. the fifth ever episode of the deep dab we are on 600 something now 605
0: oh, or something. i'd forgotten that i was in my car <laughs> driving home from the office like hey good news bad news Good news is, like, we did a really good episode. Bad news, they didn't record
1: it. (laughs) Yeah, the Cooter joke. uh, Lost to the annals of history. Um, But, yeah. Jim Bob Cooter's back in our lives with the Colts. And responsible for the charge of developing Mr. Anthony Richardson. So, Richardson's got the tools, I think, to be a smash. Uh, I think his most common comparison to Josh Allen, bring it on. Like, I love it. I love it you know, put that bar high. Let's see him get there. Um, And I think with Steichen in the mix, it has the potential to do so. They need to get some, they need to get some more weapons. They need to fortify this offensive line. Um, But he's a big enough, strong enough guy that if the offensive line sucks this year, not really that worried. You know, he played on an absolutely miserable offense last year in Florida. So this is like a whole new world working with this level of talented people. I think if you said you could only have one bet for Offensive Rookie of the Year among the quarterbacks, Richardson would be the guy I would take. Um, and it's just because of the potential that he is just so, you know, f- such a freak athletically that he puts up numbers that, you know, people can't realistically conceive of until they see it. Um, so
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the path is the Justin Fields path, except – I mean, who was the Bears' number one before they started trading for wide receivers? Uh, it certainly wasn't a Mike Darnell pick. Mooney. Yeah. yeah, so, like, it's it's a better offensive line than the Bears had. It's more athleticism even than Justin Fields, and he has a true wide receiver one. He has a very unhappy running back. We'll get into that a little bit. I don't want to touch too much on that because I think it's <laughs> dumb. But, um, am, <laughs> it is dumb. I I didn't love and get, you know, getting back to Gus Bradley. And d- maybe I will talk myself. I wish there was a first defensive coordinator fired market because Jesus, like, he did lose some pieces too. Like, I, th- I think most of the the important pieces he lost were on defense. Like, uh, Karakay, yeah. okay, Gilmore, uh, Yannick Nagaku, he just plays for like three different teams every year at this point, his career somehow. But, uh, yeah, the, the the defense did lose some pieces, so um, maybe I'm I'm if I'm hopeful for this team, if I'm banking on this doing something. Obviously, they they were ranked near the bottom of fucking everything for offense last yeah. year, so it can only go uphill. But like, they have to get this offense figured out to make something happen because the odds of Gus Bradley taking a team, a defense that lost some decent players, and just getting it to a top top eight kind of spot doesn't seem super likely. So the, the the benefit is they have. A, we'll get into the schedule. I think obviously this is the hottest part about. If you like this team, if you want to make any positive bets on this team, outside of just Richardson to play well, it's like he does have a kind of a nice landing spot in a lot of mm-hmm. chunks of the schedule. Yeah, he does. Offseason, so I mean, the offseason grade I just solid B plus because uh, I'm not so sure about the coordinators, but you didn't yeah, really I'm willing
1: to go. Hiring. I'm willing to go A, and it's so you much. Hired a coach. Yeah, you did, the, you did the right thing. I think the two major things that you needed to get right were the coach hire and the quarterback pick. And from what I can tell you, you did it both. They both they both were done correctly. So I uh, can't really ask much more of you. Um, the losses, you mentioned a couple of them. I do have Okirke as a meaningful loss at linebacker that downgrades that unit substantially. Pass rush is going to be a question without Ngakwe, although he's a permanently overrated player. Um, Paris Campbell has uh, found a nice role in the, with the New York Giants. He would have been nice to have around. Steve Stefan Gilmore is going to be a meaningful contributor to the Dallas Cowboys. He would have been nice to have around. Rodney McLeod is going to be a meaningful contributor to the Browns. He would have been nice to have around. Uh, that is about it. Everybody else that you let walk out the door, I think, was correct. Uh, and the guys you brought in, you're bringing in a, D, a defensive end in Samson uh, Evacom. Uh, I don't know that he is worth his compensation because he was part of you know death by a million cuts in San Francisco. Um, no idea if Taven Bryan is any good. His, uh, his pressure
0: rate was really good, but they couldn't stop the two, run to save their lives. Th- the context year, of you know. like, oh, it was he was part of a unit. Like it's hard to grade some of those guys who aren't like, hey, you're you're Bosa, you're we mm-hmm. know you're good. It's hard to grade some of those guys where it's like, well, everybody got a lot of pressures.
1: Yeah. You yeah, they brought There's in a, a uh, they brought in a recent champion, a recent uh uh Super Bowl winner and kicker Matt Gay. Um no more Rodrigo blankenship with his spectacles that could see into the future. Uh I think he got he cut mid season. He, <laughs> he got cut mid season last yeah, year. Yeah, he got right?
0: cut. He uh, got cut already this, this preseason. Okay. Team, yeah.
1: Well, Matt Gay is now kicking. He was of course the Rams kicker that took them to uh the process. Very lineup. good. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh so overall A for offseason for me. Uh you did the important things right. Uh, let's look at the schedule. And honestly, you get an A for not paying Taylor. <laughs> like, screw him.
0: I kinda at this point, so like screw, screw running backs, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> this is it's just uh, like I'm fine. The market does what the market does. I can't argue yeah. with the market. I'm not gonna try to. People have tried to do that for Many, many years and things, things, uh the market's always going to bitch slap you with its invisible hand. So sorry. Yeah. But I do hate, I I mean, at, at least five people I know made the same tweet where it's like, or say, hey, we can't pay running backs. Also, or say, hey, we need a first rounder for this running. Back. <laughs> like, that does, like, It's one thing for that to happen, like behind closed, like just to say it out loud both times. Like, man, this is, just don't, don't do this. You're just. You make everyone look bad. You yeah. make the other owners look bad. Like, cause then you lump it in. Like, owners are so anti labor and they're just trying to fuck people over. But truthfully, I like Taylor has no leverage here because a, a trade would be, I'm not completely ruling it off the table because you never know how dumb another team can be. Uh,
1: oh, but, they should consider it.
0: Well, I mean, well, if you're the Colts, you should absolutely yeah. consider it. They can
1: it get because, a couple first rounders. Why
0: not? I would take less than what he's. <laughs> no, for I know because I, the ask is because yeah. the ask. The yeah, the, the team that has to trade would have to give up that sort of assets and then also yeah. give him
1: yeah. to pay him. And obviously, it's the Texans totally- don't even have a first rounder to give you. So, oh, man. <laughs> you know, you're kind of you're well, kind of
0: yeah. That was the other thing coming into this season. The- Although
1: Bill O'Brien probably wants a running back in his system, I wouldn't rule out the Patriots making a deal. Um. <laughs> running back uh okay the schedule is as okay this is an afc schedule this is an afc team i cannot imagine uh, a more favorable set of opponents and sequences for kind of getting your career off on the right foot and i look squarely at what happens after the bye where you go against tampa bay tennessee a tough one in cincinnati Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Vegas, Houston. Like you are going up against a, one, two, six out of your last seven games, you're going up against potentially first year, second year replacement type of quarterback. And that's, that's gives you a chance, I think, to be in those games. Uh, you don't have, I, you know, you want to finish the season on a good note. You can win down the stretch here. I don't know that you're beating Pittsburgh-Atlanta. I'm high on those teams personally. In fact, I don't think those are going to be two-and-a-half-point spreads once we get there. Um, But you're going to be live in a bunch of these games down the stretch here. Uh, Even New Orleans and Carolina, you're going to be live. You're uh, favored in division against Tennessee. You're probably going to be favored against the Rams once we get to week four. Well,
0: and the Rams, too, if you look at that spot, Drew's nice chart here. Beautiful. You get the dark green. The dark green means usually a back-to-back. And if you go cross-reference it, that is. The Rams are on a second week back-to-back road and then you throw in the blue and the blue can mean extra rest for your team which obviously it isn't because it's a sunday to sunday so that means the rams are off a monday night game
1: yeah beautiful So you have
0: the the monday night game into the back-to-back and if you scroll down you see the exact same color difference on vegas where las vegas has back-to-back roadies and then also on top of that one fewer days rest so you have that you have jacksonville i believe that's the game coming off of the jacksonville game is their first game back from london yeah that's Um, correct
1: and coming coming off yeah they're coming off of the game against the the bills in london they're they're, they're coming atlanta and i don't know
0: how long how long were you in like i don't know croatia or new zealand i'm trying to think of places you've been that are far away have you ever done like Two
1: weeks, awesome. two weeks, yeah, plus. two weeks, yeah, two weeks in Australia, two weeks in New Zealand, both amazing I've, trips. I've done, I've recommend. done,
0: I've done like three and a half in Europe, and I was like, anytime you do that, six to eight hour time changer. Australia, obviously, a lot more. It, it takes a little bit to adjust. It's always worse on the way back, and like all these London trips have always been, you know, what three, four, five days. Yeah, or just. Quick jaunts, but like at a certain point, like I think it's gonna be worse for the Jags coming back because after two weeks and change there, or I mean how many days do you think they'll be there total for the two games? Ten at least
1: ten. Yeah,
0: tens, ten's enough to like throw you into London time, man. No, then, doubt. So no now doubt. You got you gotta do it again. It's not just the quick go to Europe for three, four days, pop back, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of messy with some jet lag. Like, once you spend over a week, Uh, in a you know a a time zone way off like that it really fucks with you so i'm i'm kind of worried about Jacksonville coming back from london i'm i'm excited to see them just be a disaster for some reason that game even though i'm kind of cheering for them this year
1: yeah yeah I'm, I'm, i'm 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 right there with you um excited to uh excited to see you know these guys develop uh it's gonna be a uh it's going to, there's a lot of defenses on here that I think Richardson matches up well if he can kind of perform the role of quarterback. Now, it's going to be up and down. I don't know that I'm going to bet much Colts this year, honestly. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Like in these coin flippy games, it's going to come down to his ability to not make the stupid mistake to ultimately stay, stay in the contest. You agree with that? Yeah. Because the defense is not winning you any of these games. This uh, Colts defense is, is quite poor. Um, I rank the Colts' defense. Let me look at my numbers. Uh, they are what's, the... What's the, what's, yeah, the
0: tam- what's the Tampa travel advantage? Obviously, the dark blue is for you know, the Indy coming off the bye. but Tampa, is that just a back-to-back for Tampa as well? Are they must getting be. all these... They're getting a bunch of teams on back-to-backs.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. really recall, but it must be. Um, up
0: well, Tampa's schedule quick, but yeah, that there's a lot. Not only is there, you know, obviously, like, hey, you go to Cincy, it's a tough game. You're nine point dog preseason here, it's tough. Yeah,
1: they're coming I'll off of a, a trip Texans. at San Francisco.
0: Okay, so Tampa yeah. has a West Coast trip followed by yeah. heading up on a second road game, so that's not yep. great. Um, it's a nice way to come back if you're by, <laughs> so not only that, not yeah, only, you know, it's, it's similar to the Texans one, where it's like, hey. You know, three or four of these are just like scheduled losses, probably. Yeah, but there's a lot. Not only are there a lot of coin flips, like we saw with Houston, but there's a lot of coin flips. Plus, you have these advantageous rest and travel situations just all over. So, like uh, if if Richardson gets up to speed in a hurry, this is a nasty dark horse team, and this is also a team that can win like five games. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think range, they do a bigger about, range do, of outcome than CJ and Texans. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have a pretty wide range for this team based on the schedule and just the uncertainty based around a pretty important uh, position.
1: Yeah. Um, Bellwether game on here. I, I was going to say, tell you that actually, my, my rating for the defense overall for the Colts is not that low. Uh, I only have them 24th, I have their front seven as top 12. Uh they have a pass rush that's league average, but their DBs are a bad. Uh this is the 31st best DB room in the NFL. Yeah, keeping
0: um lo- losing Gilmore and then like who are these uh, guys that they, are starting? Well, you, you lost Gilmore, and then you also had a guy that was probably gonna play quite a bit get suspended yeah. for gambling. Like yeah. you you're very, very thin on the defensive secondary. That's a that's gonna be a big problem. And I don't know, maybe the bellwether game is, I mean, what do we want to see? We want to see
1: Dallas yeah. Flowers, Juju Brents, Jalen Jones, Darius Rush. Wow, 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 wow. This could be the 32nd best like, secondary in the NFL. Holy smokes. Uh, your safeties are Julian Blackman and Rodney Thomas. I guess Blackman's fine player, but. Thomas is a fine player. Neither of those guys is above replacement
0: level by that much, though.
1: Um, all right, sorry, man. Uh, bellwether I, I don't game.
0: Know. You know I what, think, what? are we trying to? What are we trying to I, think, with
1: I think our, bellw- our, our bellwether game is against New Orleans again. Um, New Orleans is going to score thirty on you. You got to go toe for toe against a, a waning defense. Maybe, uh, maybe a
0: little, little similar with Cleveland Cleveland at home sure it's a, it's a team that's so better. Cleveland
1: it's, spooks it's, me it's, any it's team it's that has a team than you though. yeah any t- so okay yeah, I guess this is a good question so you have a team like Baltimore who doesn't have much of a pass rush and you know they they're they're sound defensively but they're you know they maybe are exploitable in the secondary no pass rush that should be a good that should be a game for you to really feature your your stuff. You should kick ass in that game, if you're Richardson. Same with uh, the Rams game. Same with the uh, um, the Jags game. But Cleveland spooks me because that's an elite D line going up against the weak, weak uh, front. You know your weak. Uh,
0: well, I think that's you're going to lose. In, you're
1: going to lose in the trenches in that Cleveland game.
0: I think that's part of it. I want to see. I want to see Richardson. It's been six six weeks now. I want to see him go up against Garrett. You know it's. In, <laughs> a Very tough defensive line. What's probably a, a, a good defense. What's clearly a better team than you, and you know, can put up a good game at home. I don't know if you have to win that game. If you are a competitive, if you if you put up a competitive fight, at least on offense against Cleveland, I think it's a, it's maybe a bet on team the, the following three weeks there in some some spots, especially if you know if that number gets too big with New England.
1: Dude, that New England is going to be tough not to lay the points. Bill Belichick coordinating against Richardson spells trubba trubba dubba. And yeah. that's an that's an international think well, It's,
0: like, it's like seven, though.
1: Uh, that's probably where I would stop. That,
0: that's the thing, too. Like, if it if it gets up close to a touchdown and it's not a true road game. Yeah. I don't know what to do with that. I don't want to bet that game. Jesus.
1: Uh, that's that's a in good Fran- question, That's in, in, so in Frank. Yeah, that's in Frankfurt. Yeah.
0: Lots probably, but I think you mean rookie quarterbacks.
1: Trevor Lawrence um, must have for the Jags. Trevor started every game his for his uh rookie year. I don't think he did very well.
0: Yeah, either. it's happened a couple times. They probably
1: they lost a lot of games. Oh no, didn't they go win that? Uh, didn't they go win their uh, their international game with uh, what's his face, Urban Meyer? Maybe they might have.
0: I don't know, man.
1: It was against the Dolphins. They won. That was their first win. And it was Just in, uh, Saints. in it was Ta- Saints. Tottenham. It was in Tottenham. Uh, and uh, yeah, as a rookie, uh, Trevor Lawrence won uh, 23-20 against the Dolphins. Um, and they should have left him on the tarmac, Andy, but they did not. They brought him back to the United States before then firing him. <laughs> because
0: the Raiders all, night. Um, all right, let's take a look at these betting ads
1: okay hundred to one win the Super Bowl. I'm not sure if you combine this roster with Houston and gave me hundred to one, I would take it. I don't think I would.
0: there's just too many holes, especially like you said that that defensive secondary it's going to be very hard for this team to like hold leads.
1: It is <laughs> they are going to get passed on uh. AFC sixty five to one is a hot no thank you. AFC South, I don't know man. I, if you want to try to make a swing on a high upside, AFC South isn't the worst call. Um, As you say what's
0: what is what is the bet? If you say like, hey Richardson,
1: you're basically Richardson saying Richardson gets, gets you to nine wins and Trevor Lawrence gets hurt.
0: Yeah, I think I'd be more comfortable with Richardson gets me to nine wins and that puts me in a conversation for a tiebreaker into a wild card, and I take taking it plus 350 to make the playoffs. Uh AR to win offensive rookie of the year. That number is a little low for me, Patrick. I'm with you on that.
1: Yeah. But total- you, you gotta watch that market though, man. Because there's oh, gonna be a buy, there's gonna be a buy point.
0: Oh, for sure. I don't have I don't have a lot of I have some defensive rookie of the year exposure. I don't have much offensive rookie of the year exposure because it's just too tight at the top. But it's going to be a case where I think I have five bets by the time the end of the year comes.
1: Who is your defensive rookie there, Will Anderson?
0: Uh, I took some Van Ness.
1: Mm. that's interesting. Um, The yes no make playoffs. I don't think yes is a good enough price of plus three fifty. I don't know that Shane Steichen can do enough to get a win, although he does fall right into the mold of what Brian Dable stole this award last year. Um, So I'm not dismissing it, but I'm not. Well,
0: that's the thing at plus three fifty. Excited to play it. I would just take find an over, you know, find an over eight and a half. There you go. Yeah, two and change.
1: That's fair because there's just, it's so crowded in the top seven of the AFC. Um, and honestly, I like the AFC South better than make the playoffs. Yes, because wild card, you're going to need nine. You're going to need more than nine wins. You're going to need nine, nine, 10, 11. Yeah. What did Miami think, get in as the seven seed last year? They had uh, nine. They were nine and eight last year. I forgot they were only like nine and eight last year. Wow.
0: But I mean, there was like three other teams, I think. Uh, you know, they,
1: Baltimore and and the Chargers got in with ten in the AFC last year. So the AFC beats each other up a little bit. So maybe you don't actually need to get that many wins to get in. But I still would rather have uh, some other type of upside than yes at plus three fifty. Um, win total six and a half. Yeah,
0: Staken. I just pulled up that online. Staken twenty two to one. Coach of the year. Yeah.
1: It's not crazy. My median win percentage for the Colts is six. My mean, six and a half. My, that, I think, speaks to a little hair of a t- tail to the over, um, which means all over, if anything.
0: Alt alt over, like eight, if you you believe him, I think find an eight and a half, see what what you think. Ladder at six, seven, eight, six and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half. Yeah, Will McDonald, I get some CLV. I get it at 14, it's down to 12. Who knows? You'd probably find a 15 somewhere, who knows. (laughs) um, I just liked how much juice that she's gonna get.
1: Cool. All right, let's keep cruising uh, and talk about uh, range of outcomes here. We've already kind of done that, I guess.
0: It it is wider. I think, like you said, it's similar schedule to Houston, but a lot wider because of I mean, the, the secondary could be real rough. And it's like, hey, this offense. Uh, I, I think, in you know, kind of hopping ahead to betting plan. If this offense gets it, we might see some high totals in some of these games. Yeah, I agree with that because uh, it could be like, oh, this team's really good offensively, and oh, it's tied. Like, yeah. oh man, they marched down, gun to oh, it's tied.
1: Here's the million-dollar question about the range of outcomes, Andy, and we haven't really broached this. Is this a team that tanks for Marvin Harrison Jr.? Do they want Harrison with a colt on his helmet, with a colt horseshoe on his helmet for the legacy, for the development of your young quarterback? Does that move the needle for you going forward with the colts if Anthony Richardson shows you anything this year? Is there a is there a long term outcome for the Colts that actually is supported by not winning this year?
0: Yeah, I mean always. I, I mean if you could just like go into the season, not play it, sim it, and be like, here's what I want my record to be, I mm-hmm. want it to be 0 17. Because this is, this team doesn't have the upside to beat the best teams in the AFC. So like, hey, good job, you made it to the playoffs. Now you're drafting eighteenth. Yeah. Get whatever, Anthony
1: Richardson's playoff stinker out of the way next year. Don't yeah, worry like about the, it. This year.
0: The, yeah, yeah, the only the only benefit you get is like, hey, he has a little bit of experience in maybe you have a, a game you need to win in week eighteen to make yeah. it in. And maybe you have a good playoff game on the road. Like, you, you get some experience for the kid. But, like, well, I mean, best case scenario is always, like, drafting high when you're not an actual contender. That Yeah, said, the I, holes, there's I, so I, many I holes think, still on this team. I think there's something to be said for winning a middling amount of games and spending the whole season getting him a shitload of experience figuring out an NFL-level offense learning to read an nfl level defense like i think you're just, you are ha- just yeah and the side kind of a side effect of that is winning some games And i think I'm, I'm willing to draft in the middle of the first round if i can get him all that experience instead of like our ah, tanking you know because I, I do think truly tanking is playing some minchu okay you know i, I want to see him start Minshew. every snap
1: okay so now Minshew is such a safe he's just a safer less volatile asset you don't i don't know i I really don't want to see him take any snaps this year um i i so i am a little out there on this but jim mercy sits everybody down in a room and he's like you know he's obviously got an affinity for the twenty. 10 Colts. What was the year that they won the Super Bowl? 2010?
0: Okay, it was like 20, 2008?
1: 2008. He's pretty clearly got an affinity for that 2018. If he sits everybody down in a room and he's like, guys.
0: 2007.
1: If we... That winning, happened is, in 2008. Yeah, winning, winning, winning doesn't matter this year. Just get me Marvin Harrison Jr. Or else you're all fired and we're bringing in Jeff Saturday. Um, no, I think realistically, there's uh, there's probably uh, this team is more well served in the long term if they don't succeed this year. Other than getting, you know, getting a, a year one out of the way for Anthony Richardson, much in the way that the Jags were actually perfectly well suited going three and thirteen and having the first overall pick the following year after they drafted. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, who doesn't even remember how bad the Jags sucked for two years in a row that they had the number one pick back to back years? Jags fans who got to see them come back and win a playoff game last year, yeah. Jags fans who are excited about this year's team challenging for an AFC South again, maybe even something more special. Uh, it you know, if you can turn this thing around, um, I, you're, you know, it. it the, Consecutive seasons of terrible outcomes. I don't think really costs Ballard his job. Um, and honestly, if he didn't get fired for last year, he's probably not getting fired. <laughs> I think that's kind of the, the reality.
0: Yeah. Um. And then quick trivia, because some for some reason I'd forgotten that they won Super Bowl five.
1: Yeah, that was uh, the Johnny Unitas year. Yeah. Yeah. That was well, with Don, so was, that was Don Shula.
0: So was three, but uh, yeah, uh they won five. So this was the year of the, the merger, 1970. So the AFL teams came in. You had the 10 AFL teams, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, all them. Um, in 1969, the NFL had four divisions. And apparently they had names.
1: What?
0: So can you name any of these?
1: No, no, no. You're making this up. I'm 1970.
0: The, the 1969 NFL had the Eastern and Western conferences. And, uh, um, the divisions were called the Capital, No, the century, the central what? and the coastal. I don't know what I'm looking at right now. The I am going to send you this. Just look up 1970 NFL. central
1: and the at. coastal so and the, the, century, the, the century, the century and the capital. This sounds, Capital, uh,
0: Capital was Cowboys, Saints, Phillies, or Phillies, Eagles, Redskins. Century was Browns, Giants, Steelers, St. Louis, Cardinals. The Central was the Central, the Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikes. And the Coastal was the Rams, Niners, Falcons, Colts.
1: Okay, wait a second.
0: So not only were
1: Rams, they... Rams, Niners, Falcons, Colts. So that was Baltimore, Atlanta, San Francisco, and L.A.?
0: Yeah. On the, in the Coastal Division. so fucking weird.
1: Why would you put the Saints in the Capital Division? I don't know. What was the only said? St. Louis Cardinals? I thought they played baseball. I'm confused. All right. Um, so. all right. The terrible division names. Yeah, this is like, yeah, Patrick's right. This is like the uh, the legendary and the leaders division. Yeah, it's like the, the, the legends the, big and tennis, the, leaders. the first yeah. thing.
0: So, and then they they realigned to have the six divisions that we knew for many, many years. But uh and people were mad about that because if you remember, there was they weren't equal. Some had four, some had five. The realignment discussions for the NFC were so contentious that one final plan out of five of them was selected from an envelope in a vase by Commissioner Pete Rozelle's secretary, Thelma Elkcher. Holy shit. Like they decided on the divisions by drawing lots, essentially. My goodness. You yeah. know, nineteen sixty
1: nine was a crazy time, Andy.
0: Love Summer of Love,
1: yeah. yeah, Woodstock. Uh, people were opening, expanding their minds to new ways to have divisions in football. <laughs> <Based>. <laughs> yeah, I
0: feel like I feel like this Wikipedia page deserves its own podcast. New <laughs> podcast series. Andy just gets his mind blown by old NFL Wikipedia pages. I would listen. Um, all right. I'd listen to that. I will, uh, I'll bid you guys to do unless you have anything else on the betting plan. Like I said, this could be an overs team. If this offense offense clicks, if Jonathan Taylor, you know, realizes uh, I'm not getting traded, man.
1: Yeah. I I think this is an over team. I think this is pretty clearly an over team.
0: Um, and if the offense doesn't get it, it's a team total over team for the other team.
1: And I think, you know what else I think, uh, uh, Anthony Richardson rushing props can't be high enough when they're facing a team that has a good pass rush. He's going to default into that, I think, pretty aggressively on those days where shit's breaking down and Miles Garrett's coming around a million miles an hour against the Browns. He's going to take off 10 times.
0: Yeah. I'm still. St- I gotta close this fucking tab. <laughs> you're out of week week, 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 on week one. one. Uh, week one of the off season. Andy early morning. Andy does a podcast in the merger. <laughs> the merger apparently was way wilder than I remember because I was not alive.
1: This is in Pete Rozelle's day.
0: Pete, well, yeah, Pete Rozelle.
1: He was the uh, shepherd of the merger.
0: Well, I think he was the NFL commissioner. Then you would have had the AFL somebody or other. Mm. Wait, you'll wait and find out as I narrate my way through the merger.
1: Okay, very cool.
0: <sighs> yeah the travel spots were weird, especially back then. you're probably taking a goddamn greyhound. All right guys, um that is the Colts. We'll be back tomorrow night. We'll do two of these in a row. We're gonna do the jags and Titans starting with the Titans. Pretty interesting ones. We have uh the quarterback situation that might be and you know, are we as rosy as some of you guys are on the the Jaguars this year? I'm hopeful, but there's definitely some nits to be picked. There's definitely some uh, uh, avocados to devil and certain ways to look at them and say, should they really be this big of favorites for a bit of an unproven team?
1: Great producer Dan Meme in the deep dive discord. I have to that's, pop in there. That's great. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs>
0: Magnets, how do they work?
1: <laughs> Insane glad Bossy, the best. We're back from vacation,
0: Andy. Good work. My wife had the Sunday scariest, like a motherfucker. I'm like, hey, uh, I, I, I like work, I just research. I don't, you just have a job
1: that you love I don't understand that.